I'm glad you've joined us today on The Wisdom Journey. Your teacher in this series through all 66 books of the Bible is Stephen Davey. Stephen is the president of Wisdom International. Our desire is to help you know what the Bible says, understand what it means, and apply it to your life. Today, Stephen continues through the Gospels with a message called, How to Carry Your Cross. Stay tuned to learn more about becoming a faithful disciple. I want you to imagine your life for a moment in terms of a corporate boardroom there in in some powerful corporation. You got this long uh, table surrounded with leather chairs in the executive boardroom. There's an executive committee uh, of important people seated around that table, and each member represents a different aspect in your life. For instance, you have seated there your private self. In another chair is your work self, your moral self, your recreational self, your relational self, uh, your financial self, and so on. This is the boardroom of yourself. Now, most of the time, there's conflict in that boardroom as decisions are made. Not every member agrees with one another. Uh, there's a lot of debate and argument. And eventually, though, there, there's a vote. It's typically not a unanimous vote, but the majority opinion rules. You know, I think the average person today thinks that following Jesus means you invite him to sit on that executive committee. You give Jesus a, a seat at the table. Maybe, maybe you even put him at the head of the table. You make him the chairman, and you give him a vote too. The truth is, beloved, the biblical perspective for a follower of Jesus Christ is that Jesus comes into that boardroom of yourself and, and fires every member of the committee. You see, being a consecrated disciple means saying to the Lord every day, there's only one vote, and Lord, that vote belongs to you. You run every area of self, every area of my life. Well, now the Lord has just informed his disciples of some news that, that doesn't exactly fit with the direction of the executive committee of disciples. Jesus told them that he would be rejected and killed and then resurrected three days later. And Matthew's account tells us that Peter, you know, he, he's sort of the committee chairman. He steps forward and tells the Lord that he's not going to vote for that. The other disciples, well, they're not going to vote for it either. Well, after the Lord rebukes Peter, they, they're all reminded that his mission really isn't up for a vote. And with that, the Lord now delivers uh, even more surprising news. Without any apparent transition, he continues, and we're here for today's lesson in Luke chapter 9. He says here in verse 23, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. 
For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words, of him will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and the glory of the Father and of the holy angels. Now, I got to tell you that, that I'm a little surprised by some theologians and pastors whom I greatly respect, people who hold to the doctrine of justification by faith alone. Uh, they come to a passage like this and effectively turn salvation into justification by faith plus works. Now, they don't, they don't come out and, and, and say it that way, but they use this passage as a, as a checklist for genuine salvation. In other words, if you're ever ashamed of the Lord, well, you're probably not saved. Or if, if you're not willing to deny yourself at times, you're probably not saved. Or if you don't pick up your cross daily, you're probably not saved. If, if you're not willing to die for Christ at any moment, well, you're probably not saved either. Well, a passage like this then becomes a club that keeps Christians fearful that perhaps they're not measuring up. Well, first of all, beloved, the context here is not salvation. It's consecration. He's just informed his disciples that he's going to be killed. More than likely, he's told them it'll be the way of crucifixion because he now talks to them about their own cross to bear. In other words, Jesus is now informing them that their lives aren't going to be represented by a crown, but by a cross. Now, keep in mind, Jesus tells them to do something daily. Take up your cross daily. So, according to many, if on any given day you don't take up your cross, well, you either lost your salvation or you never had it to begin with. This kind of what I call graceless interpretation leads the believer to introspection and insecurity. And let me tell you, the conscientious believer is always led into discouragement because you just don't faithfully do it every day. Well, let me tell you, beloved, Jesus is not talking here about how to become a believer or how to even prove you're a believer. He's telling us how to live like a believer ought to be living. Warren Wearsby put it so well when he wrote on this text that Jesus isn't talking about sonship. He's talking about discipleship. So what does it mean to carry your cross? Well, I'll tell you what it means. It means living a consecrated life. And here's how you do it. First, it's going to involve an attitude of of humility. Again, Jesus says here in verse 23, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself. Now, denying yourself doesn't mean depriving yourself of good desires and, and, and good things. Denying yourself means you surrender that self-centered life for a Christ-centered life. And that's going to demand humility because we'd really rather have the world revolve around us. Secondly, a consecrated life involves a daily priority. Jesus says here, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily. Well, taking up your cross daily is saying to the Lord, Lord, there's only one vote today on how I live my life, and, and, and I want you to know you have the only vote. The vote is all yours. This needs to be a daily priority. Why? Well, because you're going to face new challenges every day. On any given day, you're going to have new people uh, come into your life. You're going to have new problems. 
You're going to have new forms of persecution. You, you might even have brand new temptations. Now, by the way, Jesus says something so obvious here that we easily miss it. He says, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. That word follow means you get behind somebody and you travel along in the same direction. So don't miss what's so obvious. To follow Christ means he's determining the direction. If the Lord's doing the driving, and he ought to be, well, that means we're traveling at his speed. Sometimes the Lord picks up the pace, and and, and we struggle to keep up. Sometimes he, he slows way down, too slow for our liking. But he's in the driver's seat, and there are no backseat drivers, by the way. Well, now the Lord delivers one more aspect of a consecrated life, and here it is. Thirdly, a consecrated life remembers a future accountability. In other words, we're not going to forget what's coming next or in the future. Jesus says here in verse 26, For whoever is ashamed of me and of my words of him will the Son of Man be ashamed. By the way, Jesus doesn't say uh, the Son of Man will be finished with him or the Son of Man will reject him. No, He says the Son of Man will be ashamed of him. There's a coming day of accountability for every believer. It's called the judgment seat, the bema seat of Christ. Now, that judgment isn't to find out if you get into heaven. It's going to assess how you lived on earth in light of heaven. See, that bema seat will be a time of great gladness where we'll be rewarded, but also sadness, sadness over what we didn't do for Christ, uh, when we voted Christ down. There'll be great gladness because every faithful act of service to the Lord will be rewarded no matter what it is. So, so keep that in mind. Don't be ashamed of the gospel. Don't back down if you're ridiculed or rejected. Ask Jesus for courage, for courage to identify with him. Ask him for that today as you tell others about him. Now, with that, Jesus makes this interesting statement here in verse 27. There are some standing here who will not taste death until they see the kingdom of God. Well, now I believe that that refers to a little foretaste of the kingdom. And it's going to be given to three disciples on the Mount of Transfiguration. And that's described in the following verses, and we'll pick that up next time on our wisdom journey. In the meantime, How do you carry your cross? How do you live a consecrated life? With humility, with priority, and with a sense of remembering that future accountability. So in the meantime, and maybe even today, make sure you go into that boardroom of your heart. You ought to do it every morning. And just, you know, just fire all the board members on that committee of self and restate to Jesus, there's only one vote that's going to count on how I live my life today. And Lord, that vote belongs to you alone. Well, until our next wisdom journey, beloved, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen.
I hope this lesson has blessed you today as Stephen Davy continues teaching through God's Word on the wisdom journey. He called this lesson, How to Carry Your Cross. If you're enjoying these daily lessons, it's likely that some of your friends and family would enjoy them as well. Please take a moment to share the wisdom journey with others. We're traveling together through all 66 books of the Bible. The Wisdom Journey offers a comprehensive look at the entire Bible, helping you understand the whole story of God's redemptive plan. So, please commit to joining us each day, and again, share this journey with others who might be interested. Thanks for listening today. We'll be back with a new lesson next time as we continue the Wisdom Journey.